Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. How was your, you were in Denver, how was it? Oh my gosh, Denver was really fun. I didn't really get to see a lot of Denver, sadly, because I was there for work. Did you go around saying, asking people if they know Justin since he used to live there? I did. Uh, I did not get a good response. they were like, ooh, that dude. They were like, who, DJ Jaywoo? He still owes me 40 bucks. Uh Uh-oh. And then you got punched (laughs) in the face. Yeah, Were you also like, do you know Lauren's aunt? And they were like, yes. (laughs) I did. What a charming character. It made up for it. You were like, don't worry, I know Lauren's aunt. (laughs) I should have hooked up with you should have started with that aunt. You, yeah <laughs> next time start oh you should have hooked up with my aunt yeah no i mean like gotten together with her that was such like a mom thing of me to say like no. use a phrase wrong you know like it sounds like something our moms would in an antiquated done. way yeah like and then it, i'm a child and i'm like laughing. right like why didn't you ever hook up with your grandma when you were in town <laughs> You're like, mom, hooking up means something different now. <laughs> I mean, if if that's your thing, I don't, you know, everyone, different strokes for different folks. No judgment. Mm-mm. Yeah. Denver was cool. Have you, have you been right? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, all the time. Oh, I love have you been there. like downtown Denver? Yeah. Do you know, um, Larimer street? Yeah. That's like yeah. the main, that's like a cute little area. Yeah. Yeah. I went there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like fun restaurants we went to. I can't. I can't remember names. What's the name of that crazy Mexican restaurant? That's like a Mexican experience. Oh, that one that Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. <laughs> I keep on hearing about it on other podcasts. Wait, I just have to point out what just happened. <laughs> Lauren asked Justin an answer, something, and he answered without the mic, and she just pointed to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. You know, well, who do you think you are? He's sitting back there, all comfy in the back. Getting all getting a little too comfortable. It's my power pose. We're working right now. This is get. This is a get, job. Is, yeah, our sponsors aren't paying us to sit on our butts. Right. Well, Wait, they are. Well, but yeah. they kind of literally are. Uh, do we have any show notes? Yes. In fact, okay. The normal. Please yeah. r- subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes, yeah. and two if clicks. you if you write a review. And then email loveyourpodcast at gmail.com and tell us you did it. We'll send you a lo- uh, podcast podcast friendship bracelet. They are amazing. <laughs> You're going to want one. They're so good. Did we post pictures of them? Yeah, they're beautiful. Check they're, them out on our social they channels. They are beautiful. They really are. Um, DJ Jaywoo, I made you one, but I haven't really seen you wearing it lately. Well, well, well. It's on my nightstand. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you had a nightstand. Well, it's on the light. Oh, yeah, okay. It's on the light. Okay. There's pizza. Okay. <laughs> he, it's, he wants it close to his, his head while he's dreaming. Wait, which pizza one it's did like you get? It's like my dream catcher. Oh. Yeah. So you, yeah. Aww, which which pizza one did you get? It says... Is it the one that says pizza? That no. I think no. Aaron no, I made him a new one. It says DJ Jaywoo oh, and it has pizza good pizza. One. Yeah. Good one. Um, also, J- also, my friend Ginny recommended that we make one that just says fart noise, which I really like that idea. That's Why didn't we think of that? such a good idea. Okay, um, I have another show nut, though. Yeah. I would love it if everyone just told one friend about the podcast. That's another like easy thing you can do. That's like, a great idea. Just tell someone about it and like yeah. get them to listen to it. We all 
have friends who we know listen to podcasts. Right. So just, you know, swap swap some favorites, and including if, this one. And if they don't, be like, I know the show that can get you to like podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Because even if you hate us, I mean, I know a lot of people that hate us, but mm-hmm. like love the podcast podcasts in general so yep. much that they're like, I'll suffer through lo- Eric and Lauren just so I can learn <laughs> the with great recommendations. the recommendation station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's common. It's worth it. It's really worth it. Um, also, I was still begging you to call the big listen. Mm-hmm. 202-885-POD1. Or big listen at WAMU.org. Yeah, and tell them that this is your favorite podcast. How hard is that? Mm. Not more. We are asking, I just realized, three things. But yeah. you don't have to do all of them. Pick like, one. Yeah, or two. We know you have long to-do lists. Right. So if you love using your telephone, call the big listen. If you love clicking your mouse, just rate us five stars and subscribe. Yeah. If you love interacting in person with humans, oh my first gosh. of all, what what's going on with that? I know. And second of all, tell a friend. But also, I love this. Whatever your thing is, we've yeah. got something for you. No matter you. what. We got it on lockdown. I also have one last show nut. Yeah. Um, last week at Recommendation Station, my best friend forever, Patty Jenkins, uh-huh. um, we did Recommendation Station for her. Yep. She answered the questions. And I recommended that she listen to Allison Rosen, who's her new best friend. And I like woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, <gasps> I just told Patty who her new best friend is. Allison Rosen cannot be her new best friend. I am her best friend. And I was like very upset about it. And I was like, Patty, I didn't mean it. Like Allison Rosen is not your new best friend. I am. I am. So I'd like to give Patty a new recommendation. Okay, give it. I take it back about that Allison Rosen shit. Everyone else can listen to that. I don't care. Right. Yeah. This one, though, Patty is going to love. It's called the Sunday Morning Experience Podcast. Ooh. I happen to know that my BFF, Patty Jenkins, loves CBS Sunday Morning. Loves it. Yeah. And Wouldn't what, an like, four years has been watching it every single morning. Mm-hmm. And this is just a podcast that recaps <gasps> the show. Even when Patty was way too young to be watching it was CBS weird. Sunday Morning. It, she's actually currently still too young to be watching CBS Sunday Morning. Right. That's true. <laughs> but she has been watching it for a long time now. Yeah. It was like overlapping with uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and like, you know, Sesame Street. <laughs> it's like Saturday morning she, cartoons and right. CBS And she's Sunday like, Mom, morning. change the channel to CBS. <laughs> so anyway, Patty, forget what I said last time. Listen to the Sunday morning experience. Yes, good one. Whew. Good. I'm so glad I got that off my chest. That's yeah. been bothering me. That was sort of a re-recommendation right. station. Oh my God. I, sometimes I make mistakes, just like I'm human. We're all human. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of recommendation station, let's jump into uh, that. Ooga. So you guys remember, we posted on Facebook a while ago asking folks to answer three questions and then we would recommend a podcast based on your answers. The questions were, one, what's a book, movie, TV show that you've been loving? Two, what did you do last Saturday? And three, who's a celebrity that you hate, preferably like sort of with no reason and preferably a celebrity that typically other folks tend to like? And um, I'm going to answer. We actually got one from another podcaster. Ah! I know. There's a podcast called uh, Matt and Hannah Know It All. So good. I love it because they answer questions from other advice columns yeah not just podcasts but like written columns and it's so fun because they just like answer it in their own way which don't you love that because i always do that when i'm hearing advice like given i'm like oh here's what i would give differently well they're doing it and they do a really good job they're so 
they're so um, likable and it, they, their show is really fun. So and they have way better advice than I would have too. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they do have better advice than they you do. would. Yes. <laughs> um, but Matt from Matt and Hannah Know It All said he has been enjoying The Magicians. I am assuming that that's the television show. Yeah, the, I was going to ask the for clarification. Okay. Um, he on Saturday he was drinking and playing Tricky Towers with an old friend. What's Tricky Towers? Like some sort of Jenga? It's a game. <laughs> okay. Um, Go on. And Gwyneth, he hates Gwyneth Paltrow, but he says he oh, knows why. But like that's yeah. a common one. But like he also hyperlinked to this article um, about how she's like misogynistic and mansplaining and like it made me hate her more mm. so if you didn't already hate Gwyneth Paltrow like yeah he had an he had a really good reason it wasn't yeah. just like she's annoying yeah 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 um so I'm going to recommend to him the indoor kids have you I'm sure you've heard about yes. this okay it's not just about video games um but it isn't not about video games. That's what they like to say. It's about the passion we feel and you feel for all things you consume from video games to comic books to TV and movies. And it's Kumal Nanjani's and Emily V. Gordon's podcast. And they're married and they just wrote and starred in The Big Sick. They're so funny and goddamn lovable. Um, Kumal is on um, Silicon Valley. And so they really like get into the games but their lives too it's really fun anyways matt i think you'll like it and maybe you're already listening to it let me know maybe maybe i already am telling you something you already know we'll find out um when he gets back to us yeah after his recommendation or when he's on our show next week spoiler alert make sure you tune in i'm so excited about that um my recommendation station is for betsy m who is uh, definitely my sister. <laughs> I was like, do I be coy and like pretend she's just like a cool fan? No, this is my sister. She's um, a cool fan. She is a cool fan yeah. and my sister. Uh, she loves Shit's Creek. Join the club, Betsy. Good taste. Good one. Good taste. On Saturday, she did yard work, which sounds boring. Less cool than Shit's Creek. I know. I'm sure she also played with her amazing daughter. Also... One of my favorite people on this planet Earth. And, and Betsy is one of those people that like everything is fun. That's true. Do you true. know what I mean? Like yep, she makes true. fun everywhere she goes. She, yeah. I would not say that about just anyone. It's so true. So I'll be like, like for example, last fall, me and Alan and our whole, our whole entire family went on a week long trip to the shore and like meaning both my sisters, their spouses, my niece, and my parents, and me and Alan, all of us, in one house. And I feel like all my coworkers and friends were like, oh, God, good luck with that. And we're all sort of like, no, it's going to be really fun. Like, my family's fun, and my sisters are really fun. Yeah, you're you're lucky. Yeah. Um, Betsy's also the person in our family that, like, kind of keeps everyone together, you know? Like me and my dad have our differences and not, not like in a fighty way, but we just like politically and that kind of stuff. But she's just always the one that can like s- smooth things over yeah. and like keep things going. Keep people laughing. Yeah. She's, 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 she's good the at glue. That. Um, anyway, so she did yard work last Saturday. Uh, she hates Taylor Swift. Oh my God. That's a really good one. Because yeah. she's definitely polarizing, but I think more people love her than hate her. The podcast Loose Opinions Strongly Held. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're back. and The it's, Refinery 29 yes, podcast. Yes. Yeah. And they're finally back. It's so good. And I was just listening to a podcast on the problematic relationship between Taylor Swift and feminism, how she kind of like embraces it in the most false way possible. I was like, 
raging out of my brain after listening to it. Because I used to kind of give her credit. In fact, yeah. I think I've said before, like, who t- she's fine, but I really don't think she's fine anymore. So anyway, what I'm saying is I approve of this. Like, yes. I am now, like, as of, like, 15 minutes ago, mm. like, in the camp of, like, <laughs> fuck Taylor Swift. Anyway. Well, good news. Betsy, yeah. Betsy has company within you. Um, okay, so based on those three answers, my recommendation for her is to listen to Employee of the Month with host, with host Katie Lazarus. Why is that? So we've had um, clips from Employee of the Month before, but basically Katie interviews people with really interesting jobs. So it sort of ranges from, yard you know, work. people who do yard work for their for a living. Um, but it's like politicians and actors and musicians and, um, you know, some folks you know some folks are famous and some folks you totally have never heard of before um composers just really cool like i don't know just just cool interesting people and um she does her podcasts live at joe's pub which is really cool here in new york and i think that betsy um would just kind of really like katie's balance of like good interview style and also just kind of like subversiveness and silly humor um and i think that she has had more than one cast member from Shit's Creek on so oh I didn't I know. know I have to go re-listen yeah I'm pretty sure Dan Levy was on I pretty I'm pretty sure oh, I remember that episode I, didn't know that. I don't that's not a regular one for me I'm gonna have to yeah make it a regular Seek that one out yeah I love that idea just because I feel like I'm always like what do you do for your job and people tell me and I'm like I have no idea what that fucking means like yeah but what do you I'm always like well Explain what's that. your spreadsheet look like like yeah. what does your desktop look like like I always really really am curious I want to know yeah well, okay, so both of you then can go back and listen to the Dan Levy episode of Employee of the Month, um, and hopefully it really works out for oh you Oh, my guys. gosh. You know how I like to do this? Maybe Betsy and I can listen to it at the same time. Yes. Do you think she'll cooperate with me? No one ever does this when I want to listen to something at the same time as someone else. Maybe I can, like, text her and we'll press play at the same time and, like, experience it together. I don't think she'll do it. <sighs> No one will. Sorry, she's a really busy mom. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to find someone to listen to something with me someday. I mark my word. I'm. Re- this is recording. I promise. I am not going to die until I do it. I love it. What will come first? You listening to something at the same time as someone or you figuring out when the bra was invented? Oh, my God. The world will never know. The world will never know. I mean, we're never going to figure out the bra thing. That's true. Never. So. Well, Maybe never for both. Um, hey, hey, let's not be so dour. <laughs> uh, we have to move on to your favorite part of the show. Podcast challenge. Each week, we recommend a podcast for the other person. Mm-hmm. And last week, I recommended... Well, I gave Eric a few choices. Yeah. And he didn't really know much about the choices. They were kind of like a descriptive word about yeah. each choice. Give me like six phrases. And the, the hint was... Sisyphus with the mini fridge. And that's yeah. the one he chose. That's the one I picked. And it's um, from this podcast called Love It or Leave It. It's like a combination of politics and comedy. And Guy Branham was on it. And actually, Sarah Silverman was on this one. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah. Um, the short of it is, I uh-huh. loved ah! it. I, I loved can tell by your face. I loved it. I loved it. It was my um, favorite yes, political. Yes, yes, yes. I hadn't listened to it and when I gave it to you. Well, and I told you I'd been kind of avoiding political podcasts because it's a little overwhelming. But this one is so good. So um, John Lovett is a former Obama speechwriter and co-host of Pod Save America. Um, and each week he's just joined by like comedians, actors, whatever, journalists for a roundup of the week's top news recorded in front of a live audience, which that was a cool element too that it, it was. you could hear the audience. Mm-hmm. Um I really liked it. I, 
I feel like I should get all my political news from Sarah Silverman, please and thank you, because it just goes down a lot easier. Yeah, coming from her, it's like it. They take these like really tough things that I am like that are hard to hear, and they make it so digestible and so kind of funny. Um, it's just like the funniest people you know talking about the important stuff that you don't really know how to talk about. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It was my, f- it's my favorite political podcast. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I feel like I won with this one. Like finally. Yes. I was screwing up before. No, so. no, no. You've never screwed up, but this one was a serious win. Yay. So to explain the title yeah. of the episode, because <laughs> that's why I picked it was because it was so sort of. <laughs> so <laughs> funny, right? Sisyphus with a mini fridge. It's so funny. So the Wall Street Journal reported that Sean Spicer <laughs> really wanted a mini fridge. Sean Spicer is my favorite lovable idiot. We've already talked about him with um, Dippin' Dots. Yeah. How there are tweets of his dating back to 2010 talking about how Dippin' Dots are not the ice cream of the future, but then he'll also be like, Dippin' Dots ran out of vanilla at the Nationals game or whatever. Hilarious. Okay, so he really wants a mini fridge. So there was some like junior White House staffers that had one. So he had one of his people like ask if he could have theirs, and they said no. They were like, no, this is our fridge. So (laughs) when everyone went home that night, he went and he, not like his people, like he stole this mini fridge from these junior White House staffers. Like it doesn't sound real. It really doesn't. It It sounds like a joke. And it's not, wait, I have to repeat, it's not a joke. It's in the Wall Street Journal. This is reported by the Wall Street Journal. And they said that people saw him in the parking lot, like, calling this thing which i think is where sarah silverman who coined this phrase he's a sisyphus with a mini fridge um where she got this like vision of sisyphus was him like hauling this yeah and also that he's so he okay they 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 summed it up very well it's like he's pathetic but not likable so you can't really feel bad for him yeah it's like just just pathetic he's yes he is like so it's like chris christie you know it's like he's so like dopey but also such a dick so you don't feel bad oh my god so he's really fun to make fun of also on that episode there's a really good smackdown on people that are anti-food stamps which i really enjoyed there is that's so funny i I wrote that in my notes here um (laughs) they played a clip of tucker carlson interviewing iowa republican representative peter king who proposed that we should pay for a border wall by cutting planned parenthood and cutting food stamps and that the, the, that funding should go towards building a wall, which he said was, quote, a simple solution to a complex problem. Right. We and, need congressional And then I think limits. he also made fun of how uh, people on welfare were overweight. Yes, he did. So he sure like, did. Uh, and basically suggested that, like, overweight people shouldn't stop be eating. fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's it, you know, you got to hear a side. <laughs> hear it. S- hear Sarah, Sil- Sarah Silverman at that point was like... Um, my, my suggestion is that these people on food stamps should just have some nice salmon over quinoa. Quinoa. No, but she said <laughs> she, she said quinoa. quinoa right. Oh, it's so good. Oh, listen so, to it, guys. But Go this is this is exactly why it's so digestible. Is because yeah. like it's this problem that makes your head want to pop off. But, it's but then so Sarah Silverman's funny. making funny jokes about it. Um, now it's my turn. Wait, they also do. Oh. I'm not done. Oh I God. love it so Yay! much. I have more I'm notes. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, they do this thing at the end called the rant wheel where they put a bunch it. of things on a wheel. Oh, and that was spin. my favorite part. Mm, so fun. Yeah. I think we should steal this idea for segment segment. I think we should each week put like two things into the segment segment wheel or the segment segment jar, like put it in the um, cat mug or whatever. 
And then we pull one each week. We don't know what it's going to be, though. I love and that then we idea. Talk it about kind of it. reminds me of I Don't Think So, Honey, Unless Culturistas. Yes, good. Okay, so, I love this. Okay, so we'll integrate this somehow. Look, we can keep thinking on it. Get fo- Look forward to it, guys. It's coming. It's going to be good. Um, if you were going to do a I Don't Think So, Honey, right now, what would you do? Mm. Not to put, I put you on the spot. And you're not like me. You don't hate everything. I know. It's very easy I for me. I know I have one. I just was on an pl- airplane and I like have some anxiety about airplanes. So I'm sure there's something with that. Um, maybe like people trying to get ahead of their zone. Ooh, that's a the good airplane one. Line. A, you could go on and on and on. I could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there was also this guy who like, I was sort of trying to get my way towards the front when my zone was called, but it's hard because there's always like a sea of people. And this guy was like pushing right past me. Like he was sort of certain that I didn't have the zone that he had. Do you know what I mean? This is a very good one. It's he made the, he made the judgment that like I was surely not zone one or whatever. Yeah. Rude. So, and also there's no way to prove it. That's what's, uh, makes is like, makes me rage. Cause like you can't prove. Right. And then when the flight attendant is like, you're not. It's not time for you to board yet. Oh you do gosh. a victory That's dance. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best. Um, okay. So sorry. My overall rating for um, for this podcast, which again is love it or leave it. This episode was Sisyphus, Sisyphus with a mini fridge. Um, my overall rating is this is a genius home run nailed a 10 out of 10. <gasps> Even the ads are fun. Yeah, you really nailed this wow, one. Wow, that was fun. Yeah. And also, thanks to Yahoo for helping you choose it. Yes. She was, like, gave me that well, she, she was so good about keeping it close to the vest, but once I selected, yeah. she um, she was like, that was a yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that one. Okay, now it's your turn. Yes. My challenge for you this week is based on your love for our intern, Monty the Cat. <gasps> um. Do you remember a while ago when your mom was on and we tried to do like a cat themed yes. episode? It was really hard. Like there, w- there weren't good cat podcasts, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, are you nervous? I feel like I know what it is. Guess. Percast? Yes. Have you listened to it? <laughs> yes. 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 This yes, is the yes. second time in a row. Okay. But I picked a specific episode. <laughs> no, I haven't listened to too much of it. So. Oh my gosh. Pick, should I be telling you this? No, I just, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You do. But. I hardly, ha- I, I, it's a new discovery. Keep on going. I'm standing by it because I have a specific episode I okay, want you to Okay, thank you. To. No, because it was kind of like I saw it and I listened and I was like, this is good, but I don't know. Yeah, okay, go, okay. okay. So um, as you guessed, this is the Purcast. Um, it's, it, the, the podcast is called the Purcast, the Purcast. It's a cat podcast for you and your feline friends. According to this <laughs> description, they go on to say, based in Los Angeles, hosts Sarah Lyre, and Stephen Ray Morris chat with fellow cat enthusiasts about the furry little creatures they love. Not sure how the cats feel about it, though. So, I need the you to listen. cats hate it because cats hate everything. Cats hate everything. Cats are like on a constant, I don't think so, honey. Which is why. <laughs> That's so yeah. true. They're like, I don't think I so, don't honey. I don't think so, honey, is their everything. life. Yes. Um, okay, I need you to listen to the episode 91 with Mary Holland and Matt Newell. Will do. Did you listen to that no. one? Okay, good. Um, you have to find out if they're, if, if they're truly is a good 
cat podcast out there. I know you sort of already know. I love this. Yes. Thank you. And Ugh. I needed a little direction. Okay. So this is perfect. Good. I, I picked that one because I really love Mary Holland. I don't know her. So That's she's, why I didn't try listening to this yeah, one. Yeah. She's a funny comedian. She um, is on Veep. Do you watch Veep? Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, is it so on Bravo? Funny. Okay. It's not on Bravo. It's on the home box office. Okay. HBO. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you know that's what it stands for? Is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't, if it's not Bravo, I don't know. Right? <laughs> I'm looking to do wow. I think it's Homebox. I learned so much on this podcast. Knowledge is power. Okay, thanks. Um, um, great. great. Let us know how the percast is. How funny. Second time in a row. It's getting harder. I listen to more and more every day. It's getting... The challenge will eventually be just c- try to find a podcast I've never heard of. Could you really cool your jets on this? Um, well, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. Yeah. Listen, our sponsor this week is Wink. I'm a confident guy, and I certainly have reason to be. Lauren often compliments me on my large sternum, and my mother says I have a face for radio. But even with these two qualities, I have off days where my confidence is low and I question my appearance. To quote Jack Handy, sometimes I worry if I'm sexy enough. That was before I discovered Wink, the service that delivers you someone to come to your house and wink at you. First, you set up your online Wink profile by indicating your preferences. Do you want someone to wink at you that is sexier than you or not sexier than you? A man in a construction costume? A senior citizen who just got released from prison for money laundering? Whatever you want. Then press the Wink panic button on your phone, and instantly that person will arrive at your front door in a refrigerated box. They've been there the whole time. They'll jump out of the box like a sexy stripper out of a cake and give you one wink. And gosh, you'll feel better instantly. Trust me. One wink not enough for you? Okay, Mr. Needy Pants. If you enter discount code podcast podcast to check out, your wink representative will wink at you twice, which is more than twice the fun. Just don't get too confident on me, you guys. You probably could be sexier. We all could be. Wink started just $13 a pop. And looking at the website, I see a lot of wine bottles in the artwork, so I guess there might be a wine bottle in that refrigerated box? Don't throw it away without checking. I should also mention that Wink is constantly looking for winkers, so if your eye twitch is especially saucy, visit wink.com, tell them a little bit about you, and maybe they'll hire you to be a winker. This requires you to stand outside a member's door for the entirety of their subscription 24-7 and there's no health insurance. But doesn't it sound fun? Bet you could play a lot of Candy Crush while you're waiting to get summoned. Thanks, Wink. We're winking right back at ya. Wow. Your your delivery is just getting better and better. That was great. Thank Wink you so is, much. Wink is so appreciative. They I've, just texted me. I've been going to Wink's. They have these really great um, on-air ad reading seminars. Wow. Yeah, so I've been going That's, to a lot I of I can them. tell. The difference is in the pudding. Thanks. And to be honest, the reason why I went is because each seminar, you get a free Wink. <gasps> Stop it. I'm telling you. You... I, I go in there thinking, you know, I'm, I, I could, I'm, I'm pretty sexy. We all I'm be like sexier. medium sexy. It's true. You get that wink, and you're thinking, boy, oh boy. You do have a sexy glow right now. I think it's what it's really working. Keep it up. And you're winking at me like a lot right now. Oh my gosh. These Are old you winks. a winker? <laughs> Are you also a winker? You know what? <gasps> I didn't want to reveal it, but uh, I am a part-time winker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So wow. I, I do um, uh, share a shift. With someone oh else. Oh my yeah. gosh. So well, we just thank you, Wink, for so many reasons. Yeah. Thanks You're for making the confidence. Our life better. Thanks for the job. Thanks for the winks. Are you ready for clip one? <laughs> no, I'm still winking. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Let no, me I'm know. Ready. Okay. Um, this clip one is from Dumbbells, which I'm so excited to be talking about this podcast because DJ Jay Wu and I have both been listening to it a lot lately. 
it's a um, the hosts are Eugene Cordero and Ryan Stanger, and it's a fitness comedy podcast. But it's more comedy than fitness, I would say. Um, Eugene and Ryan, they're comedians who just also like like working out and they host their funny friends and they talk about their workout routines and diets and then they give them tips and like comedians aren't necessarily known for being like super fit so some save for Mateo Lane <laughs> yes mm-hmm. he doesn't need a workout because he's just ripped no matter what he does but Rude. sometimes the tips are just like hey maybe you should stop eating fettuccine alfredo for breakfast <laughs> seriously that was one which the answer is no right if you're from asking. the olive garden yeah Um, but sometimes it's actually like very specific kettlebell workouts, whatever they need. The whole idea is it's like a personal training session. And so they come in and with their problems, um, they just seem like such nice guys. They're really personal and funny. And this clip is with Mano Agapian. Um, he's a comedian who was a fat kid and then he lost a lot of weight and then he had all this extra skin. So he basically got a tummy tuck when he was young. And he talks about how that kind of fucked him up and basically just transferred all of his body insecurities to his scar and his hernia, mm. which is something tummy tuck people get. Did you know that? No, like, I had no idea. Neither. Um, but so it's an interesting podcast for or an episode for many reasons. But they talk about Disney princesses, and that is what made Myers perk up. <laughs> it all comes back. All roads lead to Disney princesses. (laughs) It really does. Um, Mano was talking about how he was born with a fat gene. Like his dad is trim and his mom is heavy. And two of his siblings are beanpoles. And he and his sister struggle with weight problems. So interesting. And, And here they are talking about how in Disney movies, the Disney princess is usually... Like the daughter of some fat, hideous, alcoholic dad, but somehow they avoid the fat gene and are like beautiful, perfect people. Do people tend to be um, heavier in your family or do they more, more in line with your brother or is it the combination of both? I'm, yeah, I definitely got a fat gene. You got it. From, okay. from, yeah, somewhere on my mom's side, I got a fat gene big time, uh, which is like fine. Uh, but frustrating because, of course, there's like there, it's like very oh, yeah. split. There's like yeah. psh, me and my sister got the fat gene, and then my other two siblings did not. Sure. It's like the di- like Disney movies when like two different kind of dogs have babies. Yeah, like, <laughs> some of them look like the one mom, and then other ones uh-huh. look like the well. Dad. It's also it's the dad of the Disney princess uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> disease. You yeah. know, oh, it's yeah. just like a circle. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's a Disney princess says like like hey. a princess with her dad's nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Could like, you imagine? Oh shit. Or like one of the one of the mermaids. The bulbous alcoholic nose that the fucking all of the Disney princesses dance have. Yes. Uh yeah, they're all like like scary alcoholics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot they of got, pressure on them. They yeah, got that, that nose. Of, they have the nose. They it have wants the, to pop. It looks like it's about to pop. Yeah, they have the like the stomach distension. They got it all, man. Yeah. Was the was the the Beauty and the Beast wasn't her old man like a weird old inventor I mean, or something. Yeah. yeah, he was the most in shape as far as dads are concerned. Though. <laughs> but he was old as fuck, right? Yeah, 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 he was yeah. old as fuck, and he he makes you think. Belle's mom must have been gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. he was like some weird old inventor that just fucked some hot chick and got <laughs> Bella. <laughs> yeah, like when he was like seventy uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, look at my clock, <laughs> and she was like, all taken by it. Yeah. <laughs> And then she bounced. Yeah, uh, she Belle's like mom quick. bounced. She like was like, "What did I just do?" Belle's mom bounced. She wisened up. Yeah, She's just like I don't want to look at this guy's old yeah. shit. Every you know, same is true for junk. the Sultan. But uh, obviously, yeah, Sultan. Sultan Jasmine's mom was like, "I got to get out of here." Yeah, there's something wrong with this whole fucking situation. <laughs> the Sultan was a little guy too, right? Like yeah, a little little butter, yeah. little butter ball. Same alcoholic problem. Same. Same. All of them with the bulbous nose. Had one good line. Got with a gorgeous Persian woman. Yeah. Listen, there you go. That's what happens. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> never thought about this before, but it kind of blew my mind. And like, because it's a trope, right? The Disney, the absent Disney mom. Yeah. And I have always assumed that it's because they've died. Yeah. But I know. Ne- what if they just dumped the gross father of their children? And Eric, <laughs> I know you're into conspiracy theories. How do you feel about this one? Here's my here's my thing. I think the conspiracy is like men just care less about their appearances and get fat. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> even better. Because like, but maybe the mom bounced. Still, well, that's very true. Bounced. But if you look at like you know most like maybe middle aged couples, it's like most most often the women keep themselves up and are looking like cute, like they have the right fashions. They're like keeping in shape, and the men are like getting a little fat, especially you know? on sitcoms. That Especially on sitcoms. But like, so Ariel is not an example of this. Yeah. And neither King is Triton Mulan. is hubba hubba. Oh my God. And Mulan's father is sexy. Um, <laughs> their dads are hot. But Jasmine, Belle, Bambi probably. I don't know. I bet there's more. Wait, Bambi? Uh, pro- probably. I, Wait. <laughs> I, whatever. Um, Do we see Bambi's dad? Is he fat? Hot, hot deer. <laughs> hot deer. Um, oh my gosh. Ripped deer. Deer ripped deer abs. Oh. Really good antlers. <laughs> really good antlers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I, d- I forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, supports the conspiracy theory. Um, but anyway, I don't even care because I just think it's funny. But Mano talks a lot about the body insecurities he has because he's a gay man, which I thought was interesting because he's attracted to sexy man bodies, but he also has one. So I thought that was interesting. Like he wants his body to be exactly like the man bodies he's attracted to. So yeah. it's like this internal competition. And like in heterosexual relationships, that pressure might be off a bit because men and women bodies are so different. Yeah. So like I'm never going to have abs like DJ J. Wu. And I'm just <laughs> like out of the competition. I'd be like, I'm off the hook, you know? Yeah. Like, have you ever thought about this before? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's this thing where, I mean, you know how women compare bodies to other women like mm-hmm. their bodies to other women yeah so you have that with gay men just the sort of like co- like comparing your body to people like you and then there's also the like i want that guy to be attracted to me right so then there's extra pressure there i mean luckily i have married a person who um does not put a lot of pressure on me to have a Rocking well, six you pack. guys are normal. You have like a normal, healthy relationship. Yeah. Or, but you know, this is like sick that you would be like competing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so but I can see how it would happen. Yeah. There definitely just is a culture in, in the gay male community that is like you, you like try to keep up more. But honestly, I'm glad because I've said this before to like my family and stuff. I think if I were straight, I would just be like full on fat. I think I would have just let it go at this point. It's keeping you in line. I think there's something good about like the little bit of pressure for me to like not just like well, fully let it go. Healthy competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I love me some nachos and some cheese. Especially tiny nachos. Can I uh, get a oh, yeah. are adorable. Nacho bracelets. Oh, my God. Uh. Um, it's also funny just this episode to hear men talking about body image. Because yeah. it's something you usually hear girls talk about. So on this episode, they're, they're like swapping tips about what to say when you're having a fat day. And man, I was like, <laughs> I remind myself that I'm lucky to have like a functional body that can do cool things. And that's something I hear women say all the time. Like, I love my body. I can like run and it like put cute clothes on it and I can have a baby and like it was interesting to hear men talking about that I don't think men are usually that open yeah about that well and I also really like the point that like I have an able body and that's something I should be grateful for because I think that's left out of the conversation a lot yeah um is that like there are a lot of people who aren't 
physically able to do some things. And so how grateful should we be to, right. have, you know, um, I was talking to DJ J Wu about this. I bet he's going to want to speak up because I, because I'm like oh reporting on something he said when we were talking about oh this, my God. <laughs> but he looks very mad right now. But, um, I was telling him how cool I thought it was to hear men saying, I love my body. And he was like, yeah, but I bet if Mano tried harder, he could have a sexy body too. And <laughs> it's like, he's kind of like, a, not, it's, it's not against embracing your body, but he kind of has a point. What he's saying is like, the men that Mano is oogling probably had to work really hard for their oh, bodies. For it's not sure. just magic. Yeah. So, you know, you do have some owners, like maybe Mano has more ownership than he's willing to admit. Like yeah. he's not just, you know, but everybody is different and not everyone reacts yeah. to fitness and health in the same way. But it's a good point that like, I do feel like there are definitely those people who are like, Oh my gosh, like that guy's so lucky that he yeah. like looks that way. And it's like, no, no one has like six, a six pack, like happenstance. Right. He might is be lucky, but he's also working hard. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's a choice. Guess, well, there are some some people who just naturally, just genetically, yeah, are like freaks. Yeah. Those people they are just Mateo worst. Lane, maybe. Great. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe Mateo Lane is at the gym right now. Or, or they they the need right to do like the bare minimum to to look right. Right. Um, but DJJ Wu, I think you're kind of like that. No. No, you. He works really hard, but fitness comes really naturally to you. But do I you don't agree? Put on weight. I, I can put on weight fast, but I don't. If I stop like working out or exercising it just gets skinny yeah mm. you just get really scrawny so your challenge is like keeping some of the muscle like keeping the bulk yeah yeah or not even bulk just like having any kind of muscle but no he <laughs> you do work really hard like you really work hard but it, it you get results some people like work hard and don't get results or they're you know like yeah. you really like you're yeah. s- wait, i'm mean, you're hot is what i'm trying to say that's all that's all i'm really trying to say <laughs> Ready for clip number two? Let's jump into it. Yay! Um, okay, so I call this podcast, um, quote, fun facts to pull out at a party, because that's basically what it is. Um, the actual title is No Such Thing as a Fish. Um, it's created by the researchers of this BBC quiz show called um, QI, which stands for Quite Interesting. Such a funny premise. The quiz show basically asks contestants obscure questions, sometimes like that don't have answers. Um, and whoever has like the funniest or most interesting answer wins. I love so it's that. It's sort idea. of like Boulder Dash, yeah. sort of. Yeah. So the people who create the questions and like do the research for the show have created a podcast that features some of the interesting and absurd things that they learn like in the process of creating the show. It's just so funny. I love that. Yeah. It's like you're interviewing people that their sole job is to come up with weird facts. Like interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I call them like party facts because yeah. it's just kind of these like what? Yeah. Um, so in this episode, hosts Dan, James, Andy, and Anna are reporting on the phenomenon happening in sushi restaurants in Japan. Apparently, each restaurant like pays to recreate the sushi on their menu out of plastic but these little recreations are so incredibly detailed and precise. So much so, in fact, that the sushi modelers train for 10 years to become experts in sushi, plastic sushi making. Isn't that wild? <laughs> it's a, it's a kind of cute for I'm some like, reason. Oh, how my long God. Do you have to train to become like a real sushi expert, I like know. non-plastic? Oh, my gosh. It's probably probably about the same. Isn't there a whole movie about that Jiro? Yeah, Hero James of Sushi. Yeah, there's a movie about sushi. Ooh, oh, like a documentary? And it's not fake sushi, it's real sushi. I only want to see about fake. Yeah, but his maybe son's fake like The is... Apprentice, and he's been an apprentice for like a couple decades, and he's That's still crazy. not like technically master, like 
Yeah. I, I don't even know if he... I can't remember... I just don't remember the movie anymore. But, um, like, they don't know what he's going... What they're going to do with the restaurant until Wendy Quinn hero passes away. Oh, or Jiro right. passes away. But maybe it's harder to make fake sushi. Perhaps. I mean... I would think that there it's at least very different. Yeah. A different scale. A little, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Is it Olivia? Um, no, it was okay. Greg, my co-worker, which makes me The one that nervous. didn't hire me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to answer it? This, I'll always remember him that if, way. Let me see if he... Ma- if he um, Leaves a message. message. Okay. Anyway. You're um, live on Podcast Podcast, Greg. <laughs> Remember when you didn't hire me? <laughs> um, okay, so here... Anyway, um, here are the hosts likening this plastic sushi craze to food styling in the West. Because in the West, we basically do this. We basically make artificial food in order to make it look good. Yeah. But we're doing it with real food Like sometimes. in advertising, you mean, and stuff? Yes, exactly like that. So strawberries get covered in lipstick... The, um, this is all from individual photographers it's not like these are industry standards but okay. everyone has their own secret box of tricks um, Mexican food is sometimes sprayed with WD-40 hmm. um, the milk is almost never real milk when you see a bowl of milk and cereal on a cereal packet it's, what is it? it can be hair cream it can be white glue oh. that's a big thing and then you just shove the cornflakes into the top of it yeah, to yeah, make that, it look delicious that makes sense um, sometimes if you need steam if you've got a pasta dish and yeah. steaming in a bowl um one photographer puts incense in there and lets it st- smoke away and then just removes the incense in post-production. Oh. And one photographer said she her method was to microwave wet tampons <laughs> and then put them <laughs> behind the pasta oh so God. they were steaming. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> I had, I must say, I had a hard time listening to this initially because of the British accents. Really? Why? B- because... Pasta. Pesta. pesta. But because I listened to a lot of Gordon Ramsay, I was familiar that pesta is pasta. Oh, that's... I had no idea what that I was. Know. You, what were you picturing? <laughs> I thought it was Lobster like... Lobster flambe. Lobster flambe. Yeah, 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 I know. It's pasta. <laughs> no, um, I, I love this. This is so interesting. I, I feel like, like they said, most people know that this, like, the beautiful images we see of food aren't really real. But um, it's kind of interesting to just hear, like, peek back peek behind the curtain yeah my good friend is a food stylist you know collier right yeah um so she has like given me some pro tips on what what she's done on the shoots um some of my favorites include like sesame seeds on buns are individually placed with tweezers to make them wow i would not be good at installing those things patience yeah um meat is often raw but just colored with food coloring and like finished with a blowtorch on the outside yeah (laughs) i love anything with a blowtorch um i try to bring a blowtorch to my job and they're like put that away so like (laughs) i actually would like a job where it's like embraced Yeah, yeah it's so true um, ice is obviously not ice. It's like this plastic resin stuff. Um, ice cream is typically lard and sometimes like added powdered sugar and frosting. <laughs> so gross. Wow. Um, <laughs> condens- so <laughs> condensation on a glass is typically spray on deodorant. Oh my gosh. Gross. I'm never going to look at anything in the same way ever again. I know. I know. Okay. I was recently asked by another vegetarian <laughs> and it kind of blew my mind. He said, um, do you eat caviar? And I was like, no, of course not. And he was like, do you eat chicken eggs? I, I was like, yes. That's, ooh, wow. Yeah, I know. It blew my mind. 
Okay, so ultimately I, right. I researched and found out that to get the caviar, they kill the fish. Mm. Right, okay. so that's the bad part. Okay, okay but if you, But if you were to harvest caviar, fish eggs, row, like naturally, like it's just like squirted them out, they were unfertilized, and you captured them, is there any reason why we as vegetarians couldn't eat that? Right. It, it also reminds me of the oyster argument. Are you familiar with this? No, I don't know anything about that. There's like this one Slate article from like 2004 that I reference all of the time. Because <laughs> I just think it's interesting. I have never eaten an oyster, but it's saying how vegans should... He's a vegan and he eats oysters. Because they um, there's two reasons that he's a vegan. That it's better for the environment and he doesn't want to, animals to suffer. Yeah. And farming oysters is not bad for the environment in fact some environments will farm oysters to improve the water quality too many yeah Yeah, and they actually do well in like small places like there's it has zero negative impact on the environment to farm oysters oh and you're saying too like because i think they do this in the hudson river they put oysters in there yes because they'll filter the water yes so it helps the environment interesting and then there's the argument that they have central nervous systems so they're not feeling pain like they can't move their limbs oh they so don't have central nervous no systems? so oh. like they they don't feel pain like we but so they're you know his his argument is that he i i've always been curious i'm always like maybe someday i'll eat an oyster but for the same thing as the caviar it just feels really wrong to me like yeah there's something about it where it's like no it's just i don't do that like i don't eat animal things i don't eat animal products i don't you know it, 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 it's funny because there's this peter singer have you ever heard of him no He's this like ethicist who wrote this book called Animal Liberation. It's like the Bible of veganism. Mm -hmm. And in it's the best argued case for a vegan diet, I think, ever. But in his one of his editions, he says that you should be able to even he said it's fine to eat oysters. He later flip flopped his argument. But I think it's still interesting that it's there and that people are still talking about it. it. That is really interesting. I sort of feel like I see I can see caviar because if caviar eggs are like you know if they if they emit the eggs and they're not fertilized those aren't alive mm-hmm. like they're not living but oysters even though they don't have central nervous systems that's not how we define animal life exactly Do you know what i mean that's my think what's going on in my head because i don't eat fish and fish don't have central nervous systems oh they don't no so what's the difference but so i don't want to i don't know i like i don't know that plants can't feel pain either you know it's well, the same thing yeah, like true. everyone has a line yeah that's no you're right you're right yeah that's so where mine I'm sorry, mine doesn't make sense. A lot of people's don't make sense to me. So can fish not feel pain? I don't think so. I, that's the argument my father always gives because yeah. he eats fish. Yeah, he's, he's a vegetarian. Like, yeah, very interesting. Uh huh. I, I love, love this stuff. Yeah, this was a really interesting clip. You you also it took us on a ride. <laughs> it took us on a ride. We we've also have we talked about honey? Some vegans yeah, don't eat honey because I have it's a technically friend. an animal byproduct. Yep, because the bee has to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it like comes from inside the bee. Yeah. They throw it up. Right. Bee barf. That's one of my favorite things about honey is that it's actually bee barf. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's my favorite fact about honey, too. I mean, maybe it's my fifth favorite fact about honey. No, but um, I recommend everyone listen to this whole episode because they talk about one of my authors, Sam Keen, who wrote The Disappearing Spoon. He wrote the book Caesar's Last Breath, Uh which they talk about... in Pompeii, when the volcano was erupting, people's skulls were literally, they were like volcanoes on their brains and their yeah. skulls were like exploding. Yeah. 
So I was which very is really excited creepy. to hear them talk about Sam Keen and Caesar's Last Breath, which is a really interesting book that these people, I'm sure, would really enjoy. It's full of fun facts. That's so fun. So again, this is the podcast is No Such Thing as a Fish. This episode is 175 called No Such Thing as a Rice Krispie Treat with Feelings. Thanks. Yeah. Now it's time for Jingle Jangle, where jingle, we bring jangle. you a musical segment to tap your toots to. Woo. That was it. That was the segment, me singing. Yep. And the Bye. sound effect. Um, <laughs> no, this, I, uh, okay, I kind of cheated because I'm bringing you a Tiny Desk concert. You, you know what those are, right? Mm-hmm. So NPR That's hosts. Not cheating. Okay, thank you. Um, I was fishing for that compliment. <laughs> um, NPR hosts these Tiny Desk concert podcast episodes and video series in which they host musicians to come and literally do a show at Bob Boylan's desk. And we talked about them before when Galen Lee was the 2016 Tiny Desk Concert winner. Do you remember I do. That was a good one. She has this genetic condition that causes complications in the development of her bones and limbs. And so she plays the violin holding the bow like a baseball bat. And anyway, that was um, that's a really good one to look up. But I wanted to play a clip from my favorite group, Run the Jewels. Uh, It's Killer Mike and LP. I love these guys separately. And then they're so damn good together. I think that they are perfection. My favorite song is Love Again featuring Gangsta Boo. Google it. Um, They also just recently released an album called Meow the Jewels, which is just (laughs) cats meowing their songs. I mean, don't you just love them? Okay, thank you. Um, I could talk about them forever. I think um, I like this clip because you can hear how talented they are and how wonderful they are personally. And actually, I think if you watch it, because you can watch the video of them also, mm-hmm. you see how hard rapping is. Yeah. Like, I really advise you watch the video because when you're listening to it, it just sounds, looks so natural. But when you see someone rapping up close, it's like a magic trick. Hear what I say. We are the business of Jay. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and Jay. We the new PB and Jay. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The joint with the masses and asses away. Spur, we dash away. Donna addiction, the pistol is blasting away. Doctors of death, giving our patients a breath. We are the pain you can trust. Crooked at work, hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for flaming you fucks. Maiming my way through the brush. There is no training or taming of me and my bro. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderous pair. Yeah. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Yeah. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have powder to push. push. Now I smoke pounds of the kush. Holy, I'm burning the bush. I give a fuck about none of this shit. We in the PR out of this bitch. Hey. Woo. Hey. Y'all be dead too. You about hey. say look. That is exactly what I want in hip hop. I love them. Mm, So fun. Um, They also were on Ask Me Another and they were telling a cute story about how they met and how it was kind of like love at first sight, which is something I don't think you hear most hip hop artists talking about. Hang on, I'm going to play a clip from that. I, I have heard, though, that the, the story of your meeting is, like, legendary in hip-hop circles, that you were both doing your own thing pretty successful, but then somebody put you together and sparks flew. Yeah, we had a mutual friend, Jason DeMarco, and um, he had the very strange idea to put us in a room, and we just kind of fell in love. We made some amazing music, and we liked each other, which is just strange. That is strange. So you guys don't have, like, the, I mean, because all the great music acts of the past, they were always at each other's throats, but that's not you guys? Our idea is that every great act has like, you know, three to four great records and then a horrible uh, falling out. We're, we're sort of trying to plot that part now. 
Um, Eric, what do you think of Run the Jewels? I know you're not a huge hip hop fan, but yeah, and I have to say I didn't know them before, but I I really like this song. Yeah. I like the overlapping. Oh, I just you love know what I mean? also watch the video because like I, they just make me smile. Yeah, DJ Wu, I know you love. Run, you're the one that introduced me to Run the Jewels. I remember. You were chanting around, oh, so running much. around the po- the apartment, <laughs> s- chanting "Run the Jewels," and I didn't. I was like, "Is Justin having an aneurysm? Like, what is wrong with him?" I hadn't. You, I didn't know what it was. So, why do you love "Run the Jewels"? Uh, I mean, I grew up listening to LP when he was like part of Company that. Flow. He was like 18 years old, probably a little, <laughs> maybe even younger. Baby um, LP, little baby. He was rapping about bottles. He was. <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they were just. He one, he's hilarious, uh, just as a person. And then I think when they did Run the Jewels, I was thinking like, like, cause Killer Mike was just he's just a legit rapper. Like he's such a good rapper, and it just felt like a like a like two superpowers like coming together. And but like but like in like rap nerd in this rap nerd context of like what if like these two yeah. like made a group and then it actually happened, and you're like, what the hell? So well, it's funny. I think, I think we've talked about this and before. It, it's just, it sounds so good. Like, they just work well, so well together. I didn't so know obvious. them separately, so I can't imagine what it would be like for you to know them separately and then hear the news that they were coming together. Yeah. You know, like, because I never got that experience. That must have been a really fun experience to hear that, like, these two amazing rappers. Also, wasn't Killer Mike and Dungeon Crew? Uh, I don't know if he was part of Dungeon Crew. Oh, like, anyway. Necessarily. But he, I mean, he's connect- he, he was, like, friends with all those guys. Their backgrounds are amazing. Yeah. They, they're he's an Atlanta di- guy, so. Would yeah. you say that the sum of their, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts? Um. Yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah. I think so, too. I think too. so, too. Yeah. I love them. I bet um, when you first found out about Run the Jewels, it was how I felt when I found out about Telephone, the collaboration between Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Oh, oh. yeah, that was exciting. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. How, that did was, you, how did you find out about it? Do you like, remember what, where you were? <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't remember details. I think I saw it. I think I like saw a music video first because yeah. that was like getting play. But when you hear about that, it's like a little overwhelming. It's like Whoa, yeah. what? Yeah. It's like, but they're so but good on their own. Like, the yeah. song come on and re- what, like one of their tracks come on and you were like, wait, what? What's that? What is this? What? what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, it feels like. Oh no, Should they're I? they're like in competition. They wouldn't right, right, be right. yeah collaborating. Um, well, even if you hated this clip, still check out uh, Tiny Desks because they have tons of great artists. So, and if you hate it, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, okay, our no comment this week comes from Modern Love. Um, no comment, of course, is the segment where we uh, play a clip without comment. Unless you're me, and then you play a clip with some comment. <laughs> Eric's always allowed to make one comment. I, it's no I, comment except for Eric. He gets the same one. I've been no, it's so true. bad about it. No, you I'm, get to I'm say. To can we have a rule where like I won't comment, but like you can say one comment? That's so nice. I will try not to use that luxury. Okay, as, but in an emergency, as as in an emergency, break I will, glass. I will okay. use it. <laughs> I will break the glass. Um, I love this no comment comment for so many reasons number one it comes from the times podcast modern love born of their column by the same name number two it features an essay by ada calhoun called the wedding toast i'll never give 
which made me squeal with delight while I was listening to it. And number three, it's read by Katherine Hahn, whose voice makes me want to crawl into a floor bed couch for it and eat nachos. What a great description. Yeah. I totally know the feeling now. That's my happy place. Oh my yeah. God. Um, so this episode of Modern Love is called Wedding Season, which is appropriate given that it's the time of year where we all get the joy of, you know, spending lots of money to fly places we don't want to be to eat like mediocre pasta primavera and sweat in churches with failing air conditioning. Are you talking about my wedding? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what I meant to say was yeah. it's the time of year where we get to see our favorite people celebrate their love and happy oh, days. Yeah. Ooh, that no, was the right your wedding, your church was very cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure, sure. And it was the best. Yeah. Um, no, you know what I mean though. I mean, no, weddings I totally are awesome, know what you mean. but it's, it's also like, it can it's be a lot. lot. It can be a lot. Um, but Ada Calhoun wants to give some advice to her friends getting married since she has been married for 10 years now. Um, in this clip, Catherine Hahn reads about Ada's husband, how Ada's husband was meant to make an early morning flight with their son to meet her at a conference. Her husband frustratingly slept through the flight, which had already been rescheduled at a high, high cost. Here it is. Finally, nearly two hours after my husband's original flight left, I texted him to ask if he was still on hold. We just got in a cab, he replied. Flying Air Wisconsin, baby. Did you have to pay for the tickets again? I texted. The phone was silent. In that quiet moment, sitting in my hotel room, I found myself daydreaming about the one-bedroom apartment looking out onto Powderhorn Park. After waking up alone... I'd brew some coffee, switch on one of my many ceiling fans, grab a robe from my largest cedar closet, and head for my breakfast nook. Nope, he wrote back. And suddenly, I was back in the bigger place on the cheaper side of the park. My family was coming to join me, and I was glad. So, again, that was Modern Love. Episode is Wedding Season. And I encourage you all to listen to the whole thing. Um, Ada's essay is only one of two in that episode, so it's a, it's definitely a great listen. Does that count as a comment? No, that was good. Okay, And, and I have one thing. It was cute. <gasps> it was cute. Oh, my I'm gosh. I'm allowed to say that, right? It was cute. Oh, it was cute. Yeah. You're, you're allowed to say that, yeah. Okay. That's more of a description than a comment. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. If it. I was going to describe it... Um, I would say it just made me want to crawl into a floor bed couch fort and eat nachos. <laughs> that was like my own, like that's how I would put it for myself. That's so weird and yeah. personal for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, our last segment is segment segment. Yes. It's the segment where we talk about non-podcast things. Because we have other interests. Because we're independent women. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, do you have a segment segment this week? Yeah, I sure do. Well, the show nuts are blank, so I couldn't tell. It's a surprise for you. Ah. I know. Um, okay, I'm going to give you a little cooking tip. My number one, get out your pencil and notepad. I'm ready. My number one cooking tip is fucking shallots. And my Ooh. segment segment is shallots. Not just shallots, a shitload of shallots. <gasps> Every time DJ Jay was at the store and he's like, what do I need to get? I'm, I'm like, get a shallots. shitload of shallots. It's always shitload of... Sh- because take as many shallots as you think a normal person needs yep. and multiply it by four. Yep. That's how many shallots belong in the recipe. Ugh. You see an onion on that recipe card? Cross it out. Fuck the onions. Bring in the shitload of shallots. Because guess Shall- what's better than onion? Shall- shitload of shallots. You know why? Why? 
It's like having onions and garlic in the same vegetable. So much. I'm so glad you're on board with me no, here. No, shallots are the bomb. Why use onions ever? Why onions? Why have onions not elapsed in out of extinction into extinction <laughs> or whatever? You know, like why are they even around? Who the hell is using onions? I must say, here's the one thing: they're yeah. a lot more annoying to chop. Shallots are oh, because they're tinier. Well, they're more like garlic. It's yeah. a lot of work. It's like when I'm when I'm get out at night from the the shitload of shallots. Yeah. it's like I'm in. I'm oh, wait, in, baby. They're they're harder to chop than onions. Easier to chop than garlic. Yes, and so you get the flavor of both. Oh my god, I know. They're the best. Oh my god! So every recipe you see, I would say, eliminate onions and replace with a shitload of shallots. Ten times more than you think it deserves. If the recipe also for, already calls for shallots, like double doozy whammo. You can't put... I like test myself. I'm like, can I put too many shallots in a recipe? And I like, mm. I put more and more each time I mm. cook. And the answer is no. Turns I've out. never... Ha, DJ Jaywoo, have I ever put too many shallots in something? Never. It's impossible. We love shallots in this house. <laughs> and ever since Justin got those baking sheets. Oh That's my true. God. Our life has been Shallot amazing. Crazy. around here. Whew, okay. What's yours? Good one. Uh, mine is pretty, pretty like broad, but um, if you look like me, which is white. Um, Sexy. Uh, my segment segment is to denounce white supremacy. Oh my gosh. Is that hard to do? It shouldn't be, hmm. but it you should do it. Even if you're pretty sure everyone around you knows that you denounce white supremacy, you should probably say it because people who look a lot like me are currently, um, you know, trying to make white supremacy a thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, make people feel really threatened and uh, terrorized. And so I think just to um, make those people feel slightly less terrorized, it's important that people who look like me denounce white supremacy. That's a good idea. Also, I have a pro tip for that yeah if you have any torches just like put them away like yeah. maybe put them under your bed like yeah. we don't need to bring them out right now put or your if away. you're feeling like white supremacy is maybe a good option and you do have a torch handy go ahead and light that thing and then put it to your clothes and um uh start some like auto immolization yeah sure. and just be done with it all yeah. because you're not you that's not why are you here? you're not worthwhile yeah yeah you're an onion to us you're <laughs> That's that's a real athema to onions. Yeah. Did I use that right? I don't know. Probably. That, that's rude to onions. I'll ask the intern when I unlock <laughs> him from the yeah. intern. Yeah. Okay. That's my DJ J Wu. Uh so let's see. I had a couple that I was playing with, but then this morning the Pantone Color Institute <gasps> announced that I think it's called Love Hold on. Oh my gosh. I'm love so symbol excited. number two is the official uh, purple shade that is uh, named or in tribute to the Prince. Oh, and it's a beautiful, it's like, the, it's like the color it of our couch. Beautiful. It's a great oh color. Oh my God, all oh. along, we're and ahead. I just love it because uh, purple as a word, as a color, Got is, I just always think about, like Prince is like the first thing that pops in my brain. I don't know what that, means but oh, that's yeah it's so anyways i thought that was cool that's and, really cool um and it's beautiful yeah, and it's pretty that's such so. a good one that makes me really happy it, yeah that makes me feel kind of guilty about my shallots one 
Can, it, I, can I redo? Doozy? It shouldn't make you feel guilty. It should also make you proud. I'm staring at your couch that you referenced. It that is like a prince purple. It's a prince purple. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of velvety. You'd be proud. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. That is a prince couch. Yeah. So. Good one. Thanks. And good one to us all. This was a <laughs> Lawrence fighting back a sneeze oh right God. now. Look at, look at this. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Bless you. Bless hey, you. Hey, I'm back. Bless you. I'm back. Um. Can I tell you what my favorite part of this episode was? Yes. That time you sneezed. Oh, <laughs> I know. It Not just, for me, but I'm just so glad you enjoyed it. It just that perfect Lauren is human. Oh my gosh, so human. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, make sure you do all the things we told you to do at the beginning. It's a lot. Rate us. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Shallots. Talk to the big listen yeah. about us. Put away your torches. Put away your torches. Oh my God, so many things. We have lots of things for you to do. But um, we're really grateful that you'll do them all. Yeah, we're really <laughs> grateful that you're here. Because Thanks. you're so dedicated. And we're grateful to our editor, Kara Hughes. Yeah. And um, if you want us to talk about a clip, just email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at loveyourpodcast or just say hey. Please, we're there. We're here for you. Thanks. And we're really grateful. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later. Thank you.